Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the Man to Man podcast. I'm your host, Anna, and today I'm here with the lovely and beautiful Jordan Miller. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. Jordan is a model, but she travels like a lot. So to yesterday and today you were in New York, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to New York yesterday morning. I got there around 1145. Oh my then God. I hopped on a flight at 9 a.m. today. And I'm back. I know. I was like, I saw that you were in New York and I was like, wait, what? Like we have our podcast tomorrow. I know. I was worried you would think that. I was like, oh, no, there, I swear. But I knew. I knew you were going to come back because I was like, she wouldn't commit to this. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, me and Jordan go to school together. Do you, mm-hmm. still, you still go to school here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But I'm dropping out. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll get into that too. We'll get into that, yes. Um, But I feel like whenever me and Jordan talk, it always kind of comes back to your career because I'm so fascinated by it. And I always have so many questions for her. Um, so I asked her to come on to the podcast to answer all the questions that I've been kind of curious to know about her and the industry, um, and the environment that she's working in all the time. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, here we are. All right, let's do it. Okay, Jordan, where are you from? I'm from Colorado. I was born and raised. I grew up in Parker, so it's like in between Denver and Colorado Springs. So I've lived here my whole life. Okay. And so you are moving to New York when? I'm moving to New York at the end of May full time. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Okay, so when did you first start your modeling career? Or how, maybe I should ask. Well, so seven years ago, actually, I was playing volleyball full time. And I was at a volleyball tournament. And after my coach, like after a game, we just lost. It was like the worst (laughs) day ever. I'm so upset. I'm I'm 13. (laughs) And my coach comes up to me and she's like, hey, I need to talk to you really quick. And I was like, oh, no, like. What did I do? I'm getting cut. What did I do? (laughs) She's like, this lady came up to me and she's like a modeling scout. And she gave me her card and was like, give this to number three. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is the best day ever. I don't even care that I lost volleyball. I'm quitting. And so um, I talked to my parents and I was only 13 years old and like prepubescent. Like, you know what you look like when you're 13 years old. Like so small, so slender. I was so young and... When I was talking to the lady, one of the criteria was that they wanted me to lose 10 more pounds. Oh, my God. And you were 13? Yeah, like 13 turning 14. And I remember my mom saying, she was like, I don't think you need to lose any weight. But if this is something you really want to do and you want to commit to that, then you can see about working out. I don't know. Like, I don't think you need to lose any more weight. You're a baby. I was like, yeah, well, I ended up signing with that lady anyway. And then I didn't lose any more weight. And I never heard from them again. No way. Mm-hmm. I got ghosted. And because, then, you think it's because you didn't lose the weight? I think so. Because that's when like the modeling world was so like stuck in sample sizes. Like if you didn't, if you weren't a sample size, they didn't want you because that's just what the look was. That's what right. all clients wanted. And so I didn't hear anything from them. And then just this past year, I'd posted a TikTok video and I got in a comment from a lady asking if I had ever thought about modeling and if I'd ever looked into it. And immediately I was like, mm, not again. I'm not doing this right. again because I look so much different from my 13-year-old self. And I was like, I wasn't even good enough back then. So why would it be any different now? Right. And You've then, gone through puberty. Your body's a lot different. right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like I, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so different. And I went into Grace's room and I was like, look at this comment. Like, what do I say back? And she was like, well, look at her Instagram. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So I looked at her Instagram and I saw that she was friends with a bunch of people who had been on The Bachelor. And I was like, okay, so she's not a scam artist and she's not going to try to like sign me into some weird trafficking thing. So I talked to my mom and 
I hopped on, I went home that weekend. I hopped on a phone call the next day and I signed with her. And that was like a year ago. Wow. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, Are you allowed to say what agency it is or no? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's Blair Models. So she's my mother agent. And a okay. mother agent is kind of just an agent that introduces you to bigger agencies and states and they get you signed to like New York, LA, um, Europe, anywhere like okay. that. And they're kind of just like your home base like your helping hand they care about you and not so much just the agencies so if there's ever any like issues with your agent or anything like that she can help oh nice so how did your family and friends react when you first started modeling and also honestly now because it's still pretty new right it's only been like a year if that yeah it's only been a year I mean my mom was a little shocked at first she was like wow okay this is all happening super fast but They've always been the type of people who just want me to do things that make me happy. And I've always wanted to do this. I was just so scared of like all the critique and backlash and or like feeling bad about myself and not knowing if it was really a world I could fit into. But they've been so helpful. They've been so supportive. And my friends have been so supportive. But there's always that thing in the back of your head where like you have all these people you haven't talked to in years randomly reaching out to you saying does that actually happen it's true oh yeah no it's actually true like and it's not even in a bad way but it's just it's hard to delegate if it's genuine or if people are just reaching out because they want you to think about them in the back of your mind like oh this person's like really supporting me and it's like where was all this support and yeah like telling a year me, ago yeah but. or like a year ago or telling me you thought I was like more than what I was you know I get that a lot like I always thought you were gonna be something big or I always thought you were more than what you were applying yourself for and it's like where was that when I yeah. needed it you know like you never told me that before I started modeling or mm-hmm. started doing something with myself that was beyond what you were learning in school and whatnot yeah. um so did you all because when you were 13 that's when uh, you, I guess, first got scouted. Mm-hmm. Did you know before that? Because you said you've always wanted to do modeling. Like, did you know you were beautiful, like from a very young age? Like, mm-hmm. had you always kind of gotten that? Maybe the right word isn't treatment, but that kind of reaction from people in your life. I mean, I've never looked at myself in the mirror and been like, I'm not like a conventionally attractive girl, or I'm not a pretty girl. And I've always had people say like, Oh, you're, you look just like your mom. You're so beautiful. So I always grew up having that in the back of my head, but I wouldn't say until like eight months ago, I truly looked in the mirror and felt like I was genuinely this beautiful person I wanted to be, not only in the mirror, because you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, hey, I look really good today, or like, I look beautiful. But I think eight months ago was the first time I felt like I could walk in a room and like present myself as beautifully as I felt if that makes sense that makes sense okay so what are the biggest challenges that you face um in this industry um in this industry specifically it's a lot of it for me is like with confidence going into new sets and working with new companies because I have only been doing it for a year and I'm very young. Like every time I walk onto a set, I'm usually the youngest model there or even just the youngest person there in general. And I have times where I walk in and I'm like, okay, I got this. It's just another day at work. And then I get on set and everyone kind of looks at you like you know exactly what you're doing. And I'm like, I, I don't know. know what I'm doing <laughs> really. So 
you said at the beginning that when you were 13, they pressured you off the bat to lose 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel that pressure from the industry or is it a bit different now in 2023? No. 10 years later, right? Yeah. Or yeah, like seven, eight years. Seven, yeah. eight years later, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, It's been so different in such a positive way. Um, When I first signed with my mother agent, she just asked like to send basic digitals of what I looked like and to send my measurements. And I never heard anything about it ever again. It wasn't like, you're too big. You need to lose it here, 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 here. She's like, okay, I'm going to send you to agencies. And if they want you, they want you. And so I was lucky enough to get introduced with my agency in LA and New York. And they have never, ever, ever given me grief about any weight, any measurements or anything. That's so awesome. They're like firm believers in... um the industry changing in general and showing what women look like on a day-to-day basis because it is so realistic. Like sometimes you're bloated. Sometimes like you just, you can, your weight fluctuates like so easily, like day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month. Especially as a woman too. Like with our cycles, we're Mm -hmm. always going to be, our weight is constantly fluctuating every month. Constantly. And it's like you already, when you see that change, you already notice it yourself and you feel bad about it. And so- if I was ever in an environment where someone, that was the first thing they would say to me, I, w- I definitely wouldn't be doing this. And I think, well, because when I first started, I have lost weight since I first started mm-hmm. modeling. But I think that's more so of like my own confidence level. And like, because I remember the very first job I had, I went on to set and I was so excited and I felt so beautiful. And I was like, these photos are going to be great. Well, I got the photos back (laughs) and I remember being so devastated because they weren't exactly how I thought they would look in my head. And like, I know that's everyone. And, but I was so upset about it for so long. And I was just like, you know what? I was super athletic my whole life. I know I can be a healthier version than what I am right now. And so that like started like my weird, like fitness journey, weight loss journey, but it wasn't ever like pressure from anyone in the industry or really anyone around me. Okay. Gotcha. Since you said you started your own weight loss fitness journey, has it ever felt unhealthy or do you feel like you've done, you've been acting in ways that have been like healthy for yourself? Does that make no, sense? Yeah, no, 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 okay. no. That makes sense. And I don't feel like I have been restricting in a way that's like dangerous. It was more so in a way where like, I mean, you know, how college is like, someone's like, Hey, let's go get something to eat at like yeah. 3 a.m. And I'm like, oh, I'm always down. Like, yeah, McDonald's. I'm all, okay. McDonald's, Crazy Carl's. Yeah, ordering, Yeah, ordering the delivery service. Um, So it's more so just like cutting out the unhealthy habits I knew I had. And then that helped me a lot. Um, But I don't think it's ever felt unhealthy. But it has been crazy seeing how many more compliments I get from people than I used Since- to. You lost the weight. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, like people are like, and I know they, I know, I know they don't mean it in like a malicious way. They're like, "You look great. Like, what are you doing? You look so good. Like, you just look like you're glowing and everything." And you can't help but feel bad sometimes because you're like, mm-hmm. "Like, I thought I looked good before too, you know." Right. And then I'm getting this like influx of compliments from people about how good I look now, and it feels like it wasn't a huge difference to me. But it seems like it was, like, a huge difference to everyone around me. Right. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody else noticed it even more than you did. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, really annoying. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, (laughs) no one loses weight for no one to recognize. Like, hey, you look really good. But I haven't felt like it's been big enough for that big of a reaction. So, like... 
hearing people like slide up, they slide up on my Instagram stories and they're like, wow, you look like amazing. What's your workout routine? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not really working out that much, but just crazy it takes the good with the bad i guess definitely so have the people that you've worked with stayed professional then since you Mm -hmm. started everybody stayed professional no creepy photographers nothing like that no i've never had a creepy photographer at all i feel like the only time i've ever been uncomfortable on set is by like the behavior of other models on set do you want to delve into it a little Mm -hmm. bit yeah I'll, i'll dive into it a little bit i've only had one real instance of this and when i was on set there was just a model who almost felt like too big for her britches like she Mm. just was the most important person there and like she made it very obvious to everyone around her and it's already uncomfortable being around like a bunch of strangers but it's even more uncomfortable when someone else is constantly talking crap about the strangers who you don't know around you so like she was just constantly complaining about things and they she smoked cigarettes and um she had come by all the models and she's like, I don't know why someone hasn't left right now to buy me a pack of cigarettes. Like this is so unprofessional. Yeah. Like this is so unprofessional. And it's like, to me, like, I don't feel like that's other people's job. No, it's nobody's job. No matter what you look like. That's No, it's nobody's job. And she's like, I would never be treated like this with other, like, I'm going to be talking to my agent about this. Like, this is so crazy. This is insane. So entitled. So entitled, just like entitled in a way where it's everything. Like, the food's too cold. Like, the guy driving us took too long to load our stuff into the car. And, like, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. When you're, like, talent on these sets, like, a lot of people go out of their way to do a lot of things for you. Mm. Like, if you need something, they will do it for you. But it's not ever something you should take advantage of. Like, interesting. you're not anymore. I mean, truthfully, I at least when I walk on to set, I don't feel any more important than anyone else there because there's so much that goes behind it. There's like 45 people on set right. every day, like getting you to wardrobe, making sure everything goes on time, getting the food here on time, having it ready when lunch is coming, like hair, makeup, wardrobe, jewelry, like water people. Right. If you need a water, they have straws for the makeup artist so you don't ruin your lipstick. Like- you're just so small. <laughs> right. You know? Right. It is all about you, but it it would be nothing or you would be nothing without all of without them. Without all of them. Yeah. Interesting. And Interesting. so to like be around someone who was so entitled about it and it was my first like big job and I was like, I don't know if I can be around people like this if this how it is constantly. Like and when she started acting like that, it easily spread to like the other girls and then they were complaining and I was just like Oh my God. I want nothing to do with this. So what has your experience been then with models in general? Because I know not all of them could be like that, right? Oh, no. No, no, but no. But has that been the majority or no? No. Okay. It's been like 1% of all the models I've met okay. that have been like that. Every other model I've met have been the kindest, most helpful people. Because a lot of them are like older than me. Like in their late 20s, maybe early 30s, about to turn 30. Right. And when I walk on a set, everyone thinks I'm older because I do look older. And then when I'm, like, talking to them on downtime, I'm like, I'm only 20. No, like- I wasn't even going to say your age because I didn't know if you wanted me to oh, with yeah, the no. bars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry to, like, every bouncer I've ever lied to and said Sorry, that guys. I had a baby in high school. And that's why I can remember my graduation. Do you, do you actually say that? One time, yeah. I was like, like, I was like, what year did you graduate? And I was like, I didn't graduate. And he was like, why? And I was like, I had a baby. And he believed it? And he was like, Okay. Like, no one's going to question that, you know? Like, when you make someone uncomfortable enough, like, no one's ever going to question that. Especially, yeah, especially men. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, have a good night. (laughs) 
So does constantly feeling like you have to look good ever take a toll on you? Mm, no, because when I'm home and I'm not working, like I don't get ready. Like I, I, yeah. I like love just hanging out and sitting around and being lazy. And the only time I really feel like I have to look good is when I, I'm on set. And there's people there to help me look good. So, right. Okay. So I kind of just like trust them. But um, sometimes it is a little nerve wracking, like knowing you want something to turn out so good. And it is solely based on what you look like in that moment. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I was asking because yeah. this job is interesting because it really is based on the way you look. Yeah. So, yeah, does, does it take a mental toll because of the fact that you're may- you maybe have anxiety for like the years to come and will I look the same and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about that all the time, especially because I do want to do it for a long time. So when I want to have kids or like hop back into that, I mean, you saw, I mean, I don't know if you saw like when Gigi Hadid, when she had her baby, like everyone was dogging on her after saying her body wasn't like runway ready. And I'm like, she just got done growing a child inside (laughs) of her for nine months. Like, what do you mean runway ready? Like who would be ready after that? And so it does make me a little nervous just thinking about like, how long my career will go based off of how well I age or how well I take care of myself or how much work I'm willing and putting every day into all I look like or like taking care of my skin and everything like that because a lot of work does go into that. You're constantly having to try new skin regimens or... Yeah, that's crazy, honestly. Mm -hmm. If you weren't doing this... Mm -hmm what would you be doing? Do you have like any other career paths that you'd want to do? And, and if this, if you never were scouted, if you never decided to go back into it a year ago, what were you planning on doing? I was just planning on finishing out school. Um, I mean, I'm studying sociology and I was wanting to go into social working. So I was wanting to do that. I was wanting to work with like adoption agencies and help kids who are like going through like the foster system. Um, I'd probably be doing that. In a perfect world, I'd be a forensic scientist. And oh I'd be God, like, so cool. I'd be like a badass detective. Um, but it's not a perfect world and I don't like <laughs> biology. So could not do that. Um, but I would have just gone to school. I probably would have moved out of Colorado. I was just anyway. gonna ask, yeah, would you have stayed in you wouldn't have stayed? No. I've I've been wanting to move to New York since I was super, super little. Like for as long as I can remember, really. And I used to joke with my mom and I'm like, when will we ever be able to visit New York? It just like never seemed like anything I could do. And mm. so when did you go for the first time? Last summer, I went for the first time by myself in July and it was only for 24 hours. And I remember getting there and I called my mom because I'd gotten an email saying I had a casting in New York and that they were going to fly me out to be there. And I was like, do they fly you like, do they fly out in economy or what are they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's economy. I'm like, is yeah. this, are they getting a private jet? No, 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 no private jets here. Not yet. Hopefully maybe <laughs> yeah. one day. Honestly, um, eventually. Yeah. But, um, I remember calling my mom and being like, you have no, like you, you won't even believe where I'm about to go tomorrow. She was like, where? I was like, New York. They're sending me to New York. She was like, oh my gosh. Like I always told you that you were going to get there somehow. I just thought maybe it was going to be me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like. And there was such, like, an insane feeling knowing I was going somewhere based off myself. And, like, I got myself there. And so when I got there, I went into my hotel room. And she was like, we have a rooftop. And it has an insane view of the city. And I was like, I went up there immediately. Didn't even put my luggage down. And I just sat on that rooftop for, like, 45 minutes. And was just like, this is 
exactly where I want to be. And the next day, I'd taken a photo of myself sitting in a coffee shop waiting to go meet my agency. And that was like, I think like July 20 or like, like in the beginning of July or something. And I wrote and I was like, mark my words, I'm going to be living here in a year. And literally less yeah. than a year. Less than a what, year. What, like 10 months later? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. you love New York. I love Way New more York. than LA. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck LA. Yeah. I'm like, not <laughs> even fuck LA. I mean, LA is great. I have so many great people who I love there, but I feel like New York's more my speed. And when I tell people that and they actually meet me and talk to me, they get it. Because they're always like, why wouldn't you move to LA? Anyone who's hot and coming and wants to be something moves to LA. Not, not New York? No, not anymore. It's not the same as it was. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Especially with social media being such a huge presence nowadays. A lot of the people there in social media, once you get in kind of a group, you are grouped in with a lot of the people mm-hmm. who you'll see all the time. And it's a lot of give and take. Like they'll give you something, you give them something. You know, it's a lot. It's like a transaction in LA. So, right. I never really felt like that was my speed. Not because I didn't like that. Like, the environment there is great. It's just... It's very, like, work-oriented. And not mm-hmm. not in a sense of, like, like New York isn't, but it almost feels like people are putting work above their relationships and, like, their own oh, lives. Oh, yeah. Right. And, like, it's extremely easy to be lonely in L.A. Because mm. how do you know if, like, any of the relationships you have are real? Yeah, it's terrifying. Or if you're, like, constantly surrounding yourself with people who are only trying to get something from you yeah and it's not just in LA but I feel like once you move to LA it's pretty easy to get stuck in LA because it is such a cool environment and people love being there and like the party scenes are great and like there's constantly events going on if you're in like the social media world you could go to an event every single day there what's it like going from LA New York another country and then coming back to like the little town of Fort Collins Colorado (laughs) yeah and being with the people here it's definitely really crazy because When I go out to L.A., I mean, truthfully, I'm not any different. And like one of my good friends, Wes, every time I go out and visit him, he always talks about how the first time I was like hanging around him, I was like, I'm just a small town girl. Like, (laughs) what am I doing here? Like, I have no connection to any of these people. Like, they have no idea who I am. Like, I don't I feel like I don't belong here. And so a little part of me every time I go to like L.A. and New York just feels like I'm so out of my comfort zone. Because that's just, like, never who I've been. Right. And especially living in Colorado my whole life and being surrounded by the same people since I was, like, five years old. That's not at all what it's like there. Like, and so... Almost, I feel like a lot of people don't even, like, have their families with them there. Oh, yeah, You know what I mean? Oh, no. Mm -mm. People leave their families to go to these cities. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because they're, like, they're wanting to leave stuff behind. There's so much I don't want to leave behind here. And, like... I almost constantly am guilty. Like, and I know not in a, every time I tell like my mom this, she's like, you shouldn't be guilty. Like, we want you to do this. Like, we're all so happy for you. But when I'm gone and I'm missing out on things or I'm like talking to my friends here, I can't help but feel guilty for like the lifestyle I'm living, knowing that everyone here is like doing what I should be doing or like my family's doing what they have to do because they have roots here. Like my dad works here and everything like that and they're not ever leaving and so me constantly being gone when I come home I'm always so out of the loop like so out of the loop (laughs) you get FOMO being 
away from here. That's oh, interesting. Absolutely. And like my brother, like and his girlfriend just had a kid. And so I'm an aunt for the first time. And when I go home, she almost is like so confused as <laughs> who to who I she? am. Yeah. And so like traveling and going to LA and going to New York, it's so much fun and I'm getting so much experience and I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like absolutely. But I can't help when I come home feeling like so just out of the loop and isolated, but I know it's not like purposeful. No one does it. It's just, I'm kind of living my own life right now. And my life is so different compared to the people here. And so it's kind of hard to constantly be in the loop. You want to be in two places at once, but like clearly you can't or live two lives, but it's really Mm -hmm. hard to do that. But you kind of do. I mean, in a weird way, you're here a lot. I'm here a lot. Which is crazy considering you have a full-time, it's a full-time job. Yeah, it's a full-time job. And you're in school. Mm Mm-hmm. It's pretty insane. Do you feel like coming back here, though, to Fort Collins or going back to your hometown, um, like the people are different? What is like what's the different kind of vibe from the people that you're surrounded by when you're in L.A., New York, France, wherever versus mm-hmm. here in Colorado? Um, well, like the people here are like my people. Like whenever I come home, like. It's so comfortable and like everyone I'm around, I just feel so much more connected to. And it's not even that way when I'm out and about like in New York and L.A. because I still can have connections with those people just on a different level. But it's only in a career level. Like that's how it feels. It's not so much a friendship. Yeah, no. And like the friendships I do have are with people who I've never like worked with. I just like happened to meet or like like. One of my really good friends in California, like Elizabeth, she was the first photographer I worked with when I went there. And I just got to know her because I decided that I wanted to hang out with her outside of work. But that's not normally how it is. Like the relationships you have are solely because you're on set with these people. Huh. Who knew? You mentioned a little bit ago about like L.A. parties and that there's constantly events. But what's it like going to, like, those model parties? Are there any, like, weird stories that you have, Mm -hmm. crazy stories? Or have you not really gone to too many yet since I know you just started doing everything? I mean, I haven't gone to many, like, actual model parties. But, I mean, I've been in instances where I'm like, what the hell? Like, we're going to see this person right now? Like, that's really bizarre. And I've never had, like, weird stories from it because... I don't know. I feel like weird stuff only happens when there's models doing drugs. Like, and that's like happen all the time. That's that's like a really big thing in the industry. Like people do get into drugs because they are so easily accessible when you're Mm. around stuff like that. Like, I don't know. That's you see it ever. Like, no, 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 no. no. Just because I don't go really out stuff like that. But I am interested to see once I move to New York full time, kind of how that will change because. A lot of New York is nightlife and it's not like L.A. nightlife. At least I don't feel like it is. What was your favorite job that you've done that you've worked on so far? And then also your least favorite. My favorite job right now was the beauty campaign I did because I've never done a beauty campaign and I never realized how much went into a beauty campaign. Like it was honestly intense. I remember sitting in the hair and makeup chairs like, my gosh, this is the third time I've been here today. Like I'm sweating. I'm nervous. Like. Now I have to go to stills and everyone's like talking on walkie talkies like, where's Jordan? What's Jordan's ETA? We need Jordan in two <laughs> minutes. Like send her to wardrobe, send her to wardrobe. Oh my God. I'm like sitting there because there's not anything I can do. And I kind of just have to do what everyone tells me. Like, I'm not going to be like, no, I'll, I'm going to be there in four yeah, minutes. Yeah. Like, 
so I'm like looking around I'm like holy shit guys like I have to be there in two minutes like are you all like are you all good like and so that was just fun because it was such a change of pace and it was such a good look into like how much goes into such a little cropped photo because like beauty campaigns you know you've seen them it's right literally just your face but you're wearing a full wardrobe like there's all these props around you to like make the photos look good the things you're holding are like only samples for this photo shoot and they're like worth so much money apparently which I had no idea because there's only one that looks that way because the product's not out yet so it's so crazy and I think I liked it because it's such an exact vision and it's not I mean like when I work with Aerie they're so awesome about being like be organic be you like show exactly how you feel right now Mm -hmm. and it'll show in these photos but like beauty campaigns it's like we want you to hold the product like this like put it a little closer to your face like this is our exact vision so it's really fun doing that because I have to test myself a little like I have to go out of my comfort zone so I really liked that and everyone was so so nice that's so cool and then your least favorite or do you really have one I don't really have a least favorite so no like bad experiences yeah no bad experiences I mean Every job's a good job. Like every job's experience and like exposure and the more photographers and the more people you meet, there's more chance of your name getting out there. And so like, I feel like I would only have a bad experience if something went wrong and that hasn't happened on any jobs. I mean, I've gotten scammed by a photographer before. What? Explain. Oh, this story irks me to my core because it was when I first started I just got signed to my mother agent like I wasn't even signed with an agency or anything and I was going to LA it was, this was last spring last March okay about and, a year ago mm-hmm, about a year ago I was going to LA I'd seen this guy who was a film photographer and he had worked with you know who like Anna Banana is on TikTok no <laughs> I know how like but okay I'm okay cr- I'm chronically on that but <laughs> he had worked with her and I'd really liked the photos he had taken and so I thought about DMing him while I was in LA to maybe see if he wanted to find yeah. a time slot that I could go get my photos taken and so I DM'd him and I was like hey so-and-so I should blast him honestly I really should I know I'm waiting to From, do yeah. it yeah I'm waiting to do it when it like will actually bite back you know yeah i was gonna say for now for now so and so he's safe he's safe he's safe for now um but i dm'd him and i was like hey i really love your work i just got into modeling i really want to see if you have time available while i'm in la like here are these dates um throw out your prices like just let me know and he had gone back to me and he was like oh perfect like i won't be in la the first little bit while you're there but i'm gonna be flying in and, like, maybe I can catch you on, like, the tail end of your trip. And my pricing's only $300. And so, like, $300 for a test is, like, really good because some of them can get up to, like, three grand. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially, it depends on, like, what photographers you're working with. And I was super young and this was, like, my money I'd saved. And I was like, okay, like, $300, no problem. And he had told me, he's like, okay, perfect. The only thing is I ask for like $150 deposit, like half of what you're paying for the shoot because I need to buy film. And like, I've had issues with people not paying me in the past, yada, yada, yada. And that kind of threw me off. I was like, okay, but I kind of get it. And so I asked my mother agent and I was like, hey, like, is this normal? Is this something photographers do? And she was like, yeah, that actually is normal. Like some people do ask for like a security deposit just to like save your time slot. So if you don't show up, they got some money for taking out like the time of day. 
I was like, okay. I was like, that makes sense. And so he writes me and he's like, these dates work. Um, like, can't wait to meet with you. I'm so excited for the shoot. Well, the day before comes and he's like, hey. And he kept calling me Jay. And like that bothered me so bad. Yeah, like we're not friends. We're not friends, buddy. And the, hey, shit, Jay. the shit he was about to say after this message, <laughs> I was like, don't don't ever call me that. My name's Mrs. Miller. T. Yeah, it's bitch. Yes. Thank you so much. Maybe miss. Not um, yeah, I'm married. Um, he was like, I'm so sorry. I have to cancel our um, shoe. I'm not going to be able to catch a flight in time to get there before you leave. I'm so sorry. Like. I'll send you your deposit back by the end of the day today. And I was like, okay. I was like super bummed because I did want to work with him. It was like the second shoot I was going to be doing like ever. Right. And so I just wrote back and I was like, hey, that makes sense. Um, Just let me know when you're going to send the payment. Three days goes by. Don't hear anything from him. I message him again and I'm like, hey, so-and-so, do you know when you're going to send me back that payment? Like, I was saving up like I'm a broke college kid, like $150. You were 19. I'm literally 19. 19, Mm -hmm. I'm like $150 may not seem like a lot to you, but to me, it's like a month worth of groceries. When I'm buying a friend a drink at Lucky Joe's and they're like, I'll Venmo you back. I'm like, please Venmo me the next day. Cause (laughs) even though it's four 50 for a coffee bomb, like I need that money. You're you're already Venmo requesting (laughs) him as you're swiping your card. Like, no, seriously, like $150 for college students, a lot. And so, like, I said that, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, this is so awkward. I hate to be like, where's my money? But I just need that money. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. No worries. I'll get it to you by the end of the day. Weeks passed. Don't hear anything from him. So I start Venmo requesting him. I'm like, hey, deposit, deposit, deposit. He starts declining my Venmo requests. Yeah. Oh, my God. Declining my Venmo requests, ignoring my DMs, still posting on his social media, like, heavily, like, his story and everything. And so I didn't told anyone because I was, like, a little embarrassed. I was like, okay, this is what I get for being naive. Like, of course, this would happen the second I start modeling. Like, I need to be smarter. Like, I can't just be throwing money around. It sucks, though, because, like, you shouldn't feel embarrassed about that. But I totally get it. I'd be like, I didn't do that. No, I didn't do that. I swear. Yeah. And then, swear like, it wasn't me. the first time I told the story, everyone's like, okay, no, like, that's really shitty of him. Like, he shouldn't have done that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it wasn't dumb of me to, like, blindly send this random man $150. Well, and you asked your mother, AJ. Yeah, and it was, like, something people do. So I didn't think it was that weird. And so once I started telling people, I'm like, hey, like, he's not sending me my money. My mom (laughs) and my best friend, Carmen, were, like, messaging him, like, hey, you're a stealer. Like, you just stole money from this girl. Are you going to give it back? From a teenage girl. From a teenage, (laughs) like, a college, a 19-year-old college girl. And, like, he's older. Like, he's probably in his late 20s. And he was ignoring them. And then he finally responds and is like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll get this figured out. He messages me and tells me he can't send me my money because he took it out of his Venmo account and spent it. Doesn't and he have his own $150? I guess not. I guess not. And he's like, I can't send you your money back because I don't have it. And I was like, bullshit. When are you going to have it? And he's like, I only have $96 to my name. I can send you the last $96 I have to my name. And I was like, thank okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. And you like, owe me another... 50 what is it 54 yeah bucks yeah in two weeks <laughs> yeah i was like um perfect yes yeah, and me the last and the the kicker of it all is he sent me his bank statement showing that he only had 96 dollars in there i don't that doesn't even make any sense and so i venmo requested him 
for the $96. And he Venmoed it to you? Yeah, and he Venmoed it to me and then sent like this huge voice memo saying like, I can see why you think I'm like a stealer, but this is not like, this has nothing to do with my character and I'm so bummed that you think I'm this terrible person. And I was like, it has so much to do with your character. Like, even if you were open and honest with me and you were like, hey, I spent your money. I'm so sorry. I don't have it right now, but I will work and I will send you the money back. Like, I'm really sorry. Right. That would have been more admirable than ignoring me, posting on social media, ignoring like people close to me who are asking for it. And then being like, this has nothing to do with my character. Because it has so much to do with your character. Exactly. that The fact that he was ignoring you for so long, really. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, maybe he's like, oh, I, I'm not a thief. Okay, maybe you're not a thief. You were. But you're not. <laughs> yeah. But you're also, like, not owning up to what you've done. No. You're a coward. Yeah. You're selfish. Mm-hmm. And he should have at least, yeah, explained it to you right away. Right away. Because I would have given him much more grace. Like, I probably wouldn't even have told anyone about it. Like, I would have been like, I get it. Like, shit happens. Like, if this was the $150 you needed and you needed to steal it from a broke college girl, like to each their own. Kind of weird, but kind of like, weird, but I, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's like the worst thing that's happened to me. And I think that's like super minimal for yeah. stories I've heard in the industry. Same, but still that really sucks. Yeah. You want does. your $150 back. I do. I still think about it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so what do people not know about the modeling industry and or models in general that you wish that people knew about? This is something people get wrong all the time because I hear it constantly from people, mostly guys, is they're like, you can't ever complain about your work because all you do is get paid to sit there and look pretty in front of a camera all day. And like, yes, I will never say my job is the hardest job in the world. It's not a manual manual labor job. Um, but it is like mentally tolling. Like it's mentally exhausting. It's socially exhausting. Like You spend all day around so many people like having to put on not even put on like a super happy face, but it is so much easier when everyone's like upbeat and lively to just have a good day and get shit done. And so like when you're doing that constantly, you just need a break. Like everyone needs a break. Like everyone's social battery goes out and like that's hard for people. And I don't think people realize how much time like models or like people even just traveling in general spend alone like I'm constantly alone that's funny I was actually reading about that when I was kind of preparing for this interview Mm -hmm. a lot of people were saying like a lot of things that you don't know about models is how often they're alone the plane rides the hotel rooms yeah um even though it's all about you it doesn't really Mm -hmm. feel like you have any friends with you there not at all and like I yeah I go on plane rides alone I'm in these airports alone sometimes I have super long layovers and there's like a massive time difference like I can't call people back home and then I go to work and I'm surrounded by people all day but still I'm alone because I'm surrounded by people who have just met me for the first time some of them don't even know how old I am some of them don't even know where I come from they don't know much about me in general and so that can be super lonely because I just like I mean I'm there for like 10 hours it'd be nice to talk to someone who just actually knew who I was you know right. you should hire like your friend to come with you. I know I just grace I hire. I know I'm like grace please she would totally do it I she know. would do it in a heartbeat but then I leave and I go back to an empty hotel room for one person I don't know anyone in some of these cities so true I have hours at night to just sit alone do nothing 
and then I do it all over for three days and then I travel alone and then when I get back home now everyone's in class like everyone's doing stuff and then I'm alone again it's a very it could be really lonely yeah it can be really lonely but also I don't know it's it's hard to complain about it because I do get such great experiences and I do get to meet such amazing people while I actually am working but it's, yeah, but you could still complain. Yeah, like it's, you hear about people who are in the entertainment industry and they're constantly lonely. They're constantly surrounded by people that are using them. They have to do jobs that they don't really love. Like mm-hmm. no matter what you're doing, there's going to be hard times and there's yeah. pros and cons to every profession. Every Absolutely. Time. What do you wish a lot of people knew about you that maybe they don't? Mm, this is a good one. Like outside of my career, just in general, me as a person. Well, I mean... I'm like kind of throwing myself under the bus here right now. But like I said at the beginning, a lot of our conversations, it's like me being like, oh, my God, tell me about that. Because I am really curious. Do you ever wonder, like, do people see me as anything beyond just this model? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm like throwing myself under the bus. I have you on here for your modeling career. Yeah. I have you on here. Because it's something that not a lot of people know about or get to experience. So it's very unique to you. Um, but, like, yeah, is there something else that you would love for people to know about you beyond, like, the fact that you're a model? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or it could be, it could have to do with modeling. However you interpret the question yeah. is the right way to answer it. No, I yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. Um, Well, like, a lot of people think that I'm just this, like, extremely, like, not extremely, but I feel like a lot of times I have a hard time with people knowing how genuine I actually am because... It is easy for people to think you're just constantly putting on this face because you are in the public eye or you like you are a model and you care so much about what you look like. But like I really am a deeply sensitive person and I have things that I like to do outside of modeling. Like I really like to write. I love doing poetry. I love sharing my poetry and I love just like talking, getting to know people, like doing things with people. And I care so much about the people around me. Like I almost care to a default where it ends up like you care so much you can't care anymore. And I think people just assume I'm constantly surrounded by these superficial friendships because of the job I do. But I do always try to like build deep connections with people. And I take that like to heart of like people can always remember me as like a pretty girl or someone they like to talk to for like 30 seconds. But if that's not like genuinely who I am, then they'll always remember like how I made them feel. Very true. And so I just hope that people see me for more than what I look like because I do have so much more to offer. I really do. But yeah, I agree. So how did it feel when you saw your face on a billboard for the first time? Was that crazy? Oh my gosh. It was the craziest thing I could ever imagine. That's so insane. So insane. I Because when I went to the job, I knew it was a campaign, but I still didn't really even know what campaigns were. I knew they were like a bigger deal because they promoted, promoted them more than like the website photos or like the stock photos. But I was sitting in the hair and makeup chair and it was like the second day of the shoot. And one of the other models, Allie, was like, did you know this is going in Times Square? That's so crazy. And I looked at her and I like laughed and I was like, Okay, who told you to say that to me? Because, like, I love New York. <laughs> she's You're like, kidding. She's like, no one. Like, this is going in Times Square. It's going to be on a billboard. And I just, like, I don't think I talked for, like, 30 minutes. I just sat there and I was like, I'm going to be in Times Square. 
Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And so I went with my mom. And when I told my parents, like, my entire family was like, oh, my gosh, when's it coming out? Like, when are we going to be able to see it? Like, I want to see it so bad. And sadly, like, not everyone in my family was able to come and see it with me. But my mom made time to go to New York and see it with me. And we'd walked up and we'd stayed at the hotel right by where the billboard was going to be. When I first got there, my mom and I had gone to the billboard and we were like, is it up? Like, let's wait and watch. Then you just see the top of my head going up the screen. And like, it was kind of empty. And my mom and I just looked at each other. and I was like, that's my face. Oh my God. Was that your mom's first time in New York with you? Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful moment too. Mm -hmm. And I don't get to see any photos until they come out. Every shoot? Like, or just for Aries? Aerie? Well, so like, yeah, for Aerie, Aerie, like for their campaign. I mean, sometimes I like, now that I'm like closer with them, they'll let me turn around the camera and like see the shots that they're getting and stuff. But before that, I just never asked. I was just like, oh, okay. I just trusted the photos looked good, I guess. And if they said I got the shot, then I right. got the shot. Did they say that? Is that like true? Got We got the shot. Like we're good. Yeah. So oh, they'll say that. Yeah. They'll okay. be like, uh, does everyone think we got it? Because there's like a peanut gallery behind the screen. Like that's crazy. It's a set. It's you and the photographer. And then there's a monitor. There's like a bunch of monitors around because um, they usually have a tech guy who's like adjusting all the photos as they come in and getting the selects. And um, then there's just a peanut ga- gallery behind the screen that's, like, looking at the photos coming in, seeing if you got the shot. So they'll literally say, like, we got it. Yeah, they'll literally be like, okay, we got it. You're good. Or, like, if I'm shooting, like, the front, they'll be like, we got it. You can t- do the back now. Do you have a specific kind sort of job that you kind of want to get into or a specific sort of modeling that you haven't done yet that you yeah. really want to do? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, like, right now my main focus is getting into runway. So, like, cool. that's why I'm wanting to move to New York full time is because New York is so that market. Like, a lot of the girls who live there try to get into the runway scene. So, right now I'm just trying to, like, build up my clientele to more of, like, the editorial look. And, like, stuff you'd see on, like, Calvin Klein or, like, perfume ads or gotcha. more of that stuff. Or, like, high-end designers. They're going to try to get you to do New York Fashion Week. Which will yeah, be the first New, time. It goes New York Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week, and then Milan Fashion Week. So you do all of it. Yes, hopefully. What is your favorite thing about being a model? Um, I think I have like two favorite things. My first favorite thing is like this newfound confidence I found in myself. Um, I feel like going into these sets where I don't know anyone, no one knows who I am. I don't want to walk in there like super like self-conscious and like quiet and like I'm not there to like make something of myself because that's what I'm doing I'm going to these jobs because I'm I'm trying to be something you know and so I found this new confidence in myself where I hold like I pull my shoulders back a little more I hold my head a little higher when I walk into a room and I'm super confident in like what I have to offer to the people around me and that's something super new to me once I got this job um and the other thing is just all the people I've met, like, there are so many insanely sweet, creative, like, open-minded, deep people you meet in this industry. And, like, a lot of the test shoots I've gone on, like, before we started, I just sit down and talk to the photographers. And, like, they have such great advice and, like, such nice things to say. And they have such amazing stories and life experiences. And, I am like so thankful for every single person I've met and that's like really important to me because at the end of the day like once this ends like I always have these photos but I think like 
the most important thing will be the stories I have and the people I met along totally. the way and like the people I have in my life. So that's been like my favorite part. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. Today. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you came. I've learned so much about the industry and you, mm-hmm. which is exactly why I wanted you to come on and be able to talk about everything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, do you have anything else you want to say? I don't. I'm just really excited I got to do this. Woo! So thank you. Of course. Thanks again for listening to the Man to Man podcast. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.